What's up, guys? Welcome to the Social Bamboo Podcast. You showing the fastest and most sustainable social media growth strategies out there. I'm your host, Derek Vidal, and on today's episode, we are talking about how to improve your email marketing results. We're going to be doing so by going over some of my analytics of some emails I've sent out recently to a few thousand people, look at how they perform, the open rate, the click-through rate, unsubscribe rate, and then I'm going to tell you guys how to decipher that information, figure out if your emails are performing well or not. Because I've actually talked to some people who are getting really good results, but then they come to me and they think they're getting bad results just because they don't really know what good metrics are and vice versa. So just knowing what kind of metrics you're looking for and then knowing what these uh, metrics are telling you of how to improve your emails is ultimately uh, how you improve them because it's also very easy to look at data in the wrong way and have it point you in the wrong direction and then you just start tweaking things and you make it even worse. So I'm going to be clarifying that for you today. If you are able to switch over to the YouTube version of this podcast, that might be favorable for you because I will be uh, doing a screen recording of looking at this data in my active campaign CRM. So you will see the active live reports, you'll see the emails themselves and how I make the changes. But of course, I know a lot of you uh, just like the audio, so no problem. I will be um, you know, facilitating that information to you in a way that will still uh, be uh, something that you can learn from and apply right when you get home. So let's get right into today's episode. So starting with an email that I sent out last week. So for those of you on my email list, you probably got this one. And before I tell you the open rate, I do want to mention that open rate and uh, Apple privacy opens, which is the new category. This data does have a lot of sources of error. But Ultimately, this data is still a good reflection of how we're doing, and we can compare our open rates to our other open rates, and we know that we're comparing at least on an even playing field. They have the same sources of error going on in both, so if we just kind of look at what's our average open rate compared to how this one's doing, then you can also always be making sure your data is based on something. Um, but the open rate on this one, this is my first time checking it, by the way, is 44.47%, which is really, really high. Uh, the average open rate for just a normal value email would be about 30%. So uh, yeah, anything over that is great. And uh, that, that's higher than what I'm used to as well. The Apple privacy opens 23.57%. Um, we're just kind of focus on the opens. I'm not exactly sure this new Apple privacy opens category, what that means. I'm sure that just means these are people who opened it on an Apple phone. Um, but uh, we're going to look at uh, just the open rate, uh, the, the normal stat. So that's really good. Now, what is a good open rate a reflection of? A, that is a reflection of three things. One is your subject line. Two is your preview text. And three is your name itself. So let's go over each of those one at a time. So in this last email, the subject line was the cost to show an ad to everyone one time. 
and dot 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 so it did pretty well i didn't think it was really that grand uh to to deserve such an open rate but i guess just the topic enough in itself was interesting so in this episode we're not really going to go over like how to write a subject line although i do have a video on that that i will link below so this subject line right here worked pretty well the pre-header text is the the one or two sentences that displays beneath the subject line. If you go into your email marketing app on your phone, you can just check out what we're talking about and just you can see the subject. And then right underneath it, you see some preview text. And that doesn't have as much weight to someone opening it. Obviously, as you can tell from just being a, a user uh, uh, yourself, that, um, but it does have a little bit of weight. And in this case, the preview text is just the first bit of the email. And that's always going to be the default in CRMs. It's just is if you don't define the preheader text, then it's just going to use the first couple sentences of your email. And in this one, the first sentence says, how much does it cost to run Facebook and Instagram ads? Question mark. And then it says, this is a common question that is very difficult to answer. So they probably see those first two lines, which is intentional that I put those two lines there because I knew it was going to be preview text. So in this case, it's performing pretty well. So I wouldn't uh, try to, I'm not going to try to improve that as we go here. And then the third thing I said was your name itself. So obviously you can change this up. Like for me, if I wanted to put Derek Vidal or Derek Vidal, social media marketing expert in brackets or Derek Vidal, uh, marketing analyst in brackets, or I just put Derek V marketing. Like, you know, there, there's all these things that you can do. Mine just says Derek Vidal, but ultimately just people's familiarity with your name does lead to the open rate a lot and that that is the only text that is bigger than the subject line so my interview with the email marketing heroes they said that this is actually the biggest thing for your open rate being good overall and obviously this plays into every single email that goes out is your name as it is so it's not nearly as much about having your name laid out in a certain way it's more about their familiarity with it because if they haven't seen your name for a long time and then you email the list that's when people don't remember you they're like i don't even remember signing up for this list and they unsubscribe so a lot of times they the way that they say to get people more adjusted to your name is to just email a lot more often if you see really bad open rates across the board what that analytic would be telling you is that they're not really familiar with your name. So I would point the finger at that. So maybe that's part of your opt-in process. So maybe look at that, uh, you know, that whole funnel. If people are opting in to get a guide from you on seven new yoga poses that they can do to improve their gut health, and uh, they don't really see that it was made by Mary Swanson, like they don't see that, uh, like they're just like, oh yeah, the yoga guide, I'm going to get that. And then they read the whole thing and they still aren't familiar with Mary Swanson. And then they get an email from Mary Swanson. That's when you're probably going to have some discrepancy of them. Like, wait, what is this? And then they open it up and they're like, oh, oh, the yoga. Oh, I bet it was that the person who made that ebook. And then they can tie it together. So just know that uh, that might be something to do with it. If you're just getting bad open rates across the board, no matter what your subject lines are, you're seeing less than 30 or 25 or even 20% uh, just with all your emails. I mean, it could be you're not writing great subject lines, but it very well could be that they're not familiar with your name. And that is what you need to be looking at in your uh, your customer journey and making sure that they get familiar with you. 
Now, looking at the next data here is the click-through rate, and then we have forwards, and then we have unsubscribes. Forwards is not tracked, so obviously we're not going to look at that, but clicks and unsubscribes. The next thing I look at when I'm looking at an email uh, is, is the click-through ratio higher than the unsubscribes? And in this case, it's not. So I have 13 clicks, and then unsubscribes is 29. Now, if I hadn't emailed the list in a very long time, then that could also be a reason why you get an abnormal amount of unsubscribes on that email. And that would be something to take into consideration with comparing your result. If they're really close, I wouldn't see it as much of a problem. But I have emailed my list recently. So in this case, the fact that less people were interested enough in clicking on what I was promoting and more people than you know the amount of people that were interested in clicking never talk to me again then that tells me that the subject of my email or something is getting is not good there right maybe the entire subject of the email what we're talking about uh, is not good the other reason that could happen is if people feel like they got clickbaited. Now, I know that that is not the issue here because I'm actually answering their question in the email itself. So for instance, it says how much to show an ad to everyone in your market for the subject line. And then if they go into the email, they will learn how to do that from the email itself. So let's go into the email and see if we can't diagnose our problem here. So we know the subject and the pre-header text and the combination with my name uh, is enough to get open rate. So I wouldn't change any of that, but what I would change is we're trying to get more clicks. Now, if I also look at how clickable are these links and how obvious are these links, uh, that would maybe be something to factor into the decision. So I have a link here, it's pretty big. It's an entire sentence that is linked to, a, to the video. And then I have another uh, link to a different um, website here, another link to the video, and then the, the picture of the video itself is linked. And then at the very bottom of the email, like my website's linked. So whether or not they can find the link does not seem to be the problem. The next reason is that I am getting a low read-through rate, okay? The percentage of people or like the, the average percentage read of my email is low, is what might be happening. The biggest thing that factors into the percentage read time, just like on Instagram for average watch time or on YouTube, average watch time is the intro. If you can say an intro that really hooks people and makes them think, okay, this is gonna be an awesome piece of content and there's some reason that I know I'm going to want to stay to the end and this person is getting right to the point and they're talking about exactly what I want them to right away, all of that is going to factor into them continuing to read because they're going to make their decision of am I going to opt out and just like get out of this email right away or am I going to read this whole thing within the first couple sentences? So that is the next place that I would point the finger at. So let's read what I have. It says, how much does it cost to run Facebook and Instagram ads? This is a common question that is very difficult to answer. There are so many variables, including your industry, campaign objective, time of year, and even how good your copy is that influence the cost to show ads. I should have a comma there. Uh, but I still like to be able to give people a better answer than just it depends. So here's how I've chosen to answer it. I'm going to show you how to calculate the cost to show an ad to everyone in your market one time. Those are the first uh, about six lines there. I would say the only part 
that I was maybe getting a little bit bored is the third line that is kind of long, where I said there are so many variables, including your industry campaign objective, time of year, and even how good your copy is that influence the cost to show your ads. Maybe I would reduce that a little bit. I'm just gonna come out with that guess. Let's get rid of campaign objective and just go down to three commas there. Doesn't really detract away from the value of the email, but it does make that less of a run-on sentence. And if you're looking at uh, readability of something, a lot of times eliminating run-on sentences or, or just very long ones is where you point the finger at. Uh, so there's an app called the Hemingway app. If you ever want to put one of your emails or even your Instagram captions or your ads through something called Heming the Hemingway app, so you just go to Google, type in Hemingway app, it will show you which of your sentences are maybe a little bit too long and it will make sure you're using active instead of passive verbiage, things like that that are, are you know, known to increase your average readability of written things. So that's just an extra little tip for you if you want to go to great lengths to make sure it's as good as possible. What I'm going to do as another theory is I'm going to separate this one line and I'm going to capitalize this and make the link a little bit just more obvious and big and see if that does anything. So I'm changing this to... Uh, this you can watch a tutorial of me finding this here. I'm putting it on its own line and then I'm capitalizing watch a tutorial text. So now it's just a lot easier to click and it's a little bit uh, more clear. So this would be the next place that you would point your finger at is do I think my link text is good, right? So here it says you can watch a tutorial of me finding this here and the text watch a tutorial of me finding this here are all linked, right? All of that text is underlined, it's blue, it's all linked. Um, and now watch a tutorial is caps locked. Um, but if I wanted to say, you know what, I think it's that text that's not really captivating. I I'm not going to point the finger at um, my link text. And, and I'm not going to change it to something like, you know, watch full YouTube video here or anything like that. I'm just going to do caps lock, but just changing up your link text would be the next way to do it. Um, I will say that if you're ever doing a marketing campaign where like uh, maybe it's a free ebook and then you have like a week's worth of uh, emails and all of those emails are like, hey, make sure to read your ebook, make sure to read your ebook. You would always want to be linking your ebook in each of those emails with different link text. So you, like maybe it says access ebook here. And then you put the link in its entirety, like the HTTPS colon backslash backslash, like you have the, the messy link there and see how that works. And then the next one, it says like open uh, ebook uh, here or open ebook now. And that text is linked. Just the variation of the different kinds of uh you know, link text will ultimately get you the most uh, people over time because different people will react to different ones. Uh, so the, the last thing I'm going to talk about is just the length of your email. There's not really a set length that you want to keep it like a number of characters. You just want to make sure that it's not too long as it is boring, right? It just has to be worth people's time. And you want to make sure that it's structured in a way that's very easy to read. So it's not a bunch of paragraphs. And that's kind of partly what I did here by separating my link before as I, I made this one paragraph a lot less uh, big. So maybe also look at what's the biggest paragraph that I have and maybe separate that with some spacing. 
What you should do too, is you're going to send yourself a test email and then you're going to open it on your phone and you're gonna read the whole thing through your phone. This is always the last test that I do before I send any email. It is insane how crazy this is. Honestly, like when you send it as a test to your phone and you read it, the chances that you're going to tweak something that you didn't see when you're looking at the desktop version is extremely high. It really shows that how our minds read on a desktop or laptop versus a mobile phone is really different. Uh, and for whatever reason, if you use run-on sentences and you read it on your mobile phone, you will instantly be like, that sentence is way too long. And you won't see it on your desktop or laptop. And part of that is maybe because it only is taking up two lines on your laptop and it takes up five lines on your phone and it looks a lot messier. So you always need to do a test on your phone uh, to test the readability. Don't use you reading it on desktop as that um, final verdict. So maybe if I had did that for my little test read here, it would have been a little bit more cl uh, clear to me what to change. Um, but even just a, a few little changes can make a difference and I think I'm going to run with that, um, but the last thing that I was saying there, guys, is just look at the overall length, which you're going to know if it's too long or not by reading it on your phone and seeing, you know, is this truly a snore fest uh, or not? Um, I think just with what I've done here, I should hopefully see slightly better results, but I think ultimately that the hypothesis that I have is because I am fully answering their question in the email, there isn't as much reason to click the link. Uh, although that it is good to keep people, you know, really active on your email list that they're like, hey, I feel like I'm getting great value from it. But in this case, I would do that test, leave it alone, and then I would you know, test out the next, like a month from now, I would only look at the email data from the last 30 days from then. Uh, and then I would compare it. That's all we're going to talk about with email marketing analytics today. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening in case you never run into my content again. And uh, new episodes come out every Monday and Thursday. So I will talk to you Monday morning.